0: Welcome to the Testimony Service podcast, the podcast that will encourage you, increase your faith, and draw you closer to God. I'm your host, Martina. The Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing the word of God. So in an effort to help our listeners' faith increase, each episode will begin with the scripture. And the scripture for today comes from Psalm 139, verse five and six. You are all around me, behind me and in front of me. You hold me safe in your hand. I'm amazed at how well you know me. It's more than I can understand. And now for episode 31, What Healing Feels Like.
1: Hi, everyone. So I'm Chamaka. I'm from Nigeria, but I currently live in Canada. First of all, I just want to give God all the glory for his loving kindness, for his mercies and his protection upon my life and that of my family. The focus of this, my testimony, would be when I was in grade eight. That was when I first came to Canada and I was bullied. I have no idea why. I guess people were just irritated by the spirit of God inside of my life and they just hated that. And because of that, they bullied me. They saw me different. Even when I would go to the principal and my teachers and tell them what would happen, it felt like they did nothing about it. They just ignored it and they let me go through this. But I eventually went into high school and that where everything got worse because from grade 9 to grade 11, I was bullied. I had people make fun of my name. I had people bullying me online. I had people use my pictures for so many things. that were just not good. They were not nice at all. But my depression became so bad to the point where I felt like the spirit of rejection was following me. It felt like everyone and everywhere I go, I was constantly being rejected. It felt like nobody wanted me. I hated my skin. I hated everything about me. There were times when, oh, there were times when I would ask God to take my life. There were times when in the middle of the night and crying and nobody knows about it. There were times when, I would just pray to God that I don't wake up the next morning because I was just so fed up with life. I was done with life. And then from depression, I had anxiety. When I was in 12th grade in high school, there were times where I would wake up in the morning and the first thing I would do would be to kiss my teeth because I hated the fact that I was alive. I hated the fact that I have to live one more day. I hated the fact that I have to get myself out from bed and shower and prepare for school. I barely managed to um, to pass high school to be honest because I was constantly missing class. I was purposely missing class. I was purposely stupid in school because I just did not see the point of life. And to top it all and to make it even more worse, when I was 17, I was raped. I feel like that was the last straw that broke the cameras back, to be honest, because I would ask God, why did this happen to me? The people who I reached out to, no one was there to help me. It felt like everyone that was supposed to guide me, everyone who was supposed to lead me, everyone who was supposed to, to just look after me, we not there to do that. So I completely felt alone. And I was 17. I was 17 at that time. If anything, that's the time that I really need all the guidance I could get. Because what do I know at 17, <laughs> you know? and eventually i started self-harming i was self-harming so bad to a point where i had to do it every single day if not i wouldn't my, i just wouldn't feel okay i just had to do it to release you know and the church that i was attending at that time the glory of god god took me out from that but <laughs> the church that i was attending at that time you know the church is supposed to be a clinic but I felt like each time I was going there, the situation that I was going through was getting worse and worse. And there were days where I just couldn't wait to lift church so I could go home to go cut myself. There are days where before I sleep, I cut myself. When I woke up in the morning, I cut myself. And I wasn't cutting too deep, but I was cutting enough to feel the pain. To feel, the- I just wanted something to distract me. I wanted... To be distracted by the pain that I was feeling. It felt like a heavy cloud of darkness was over me. It felt like a heavy jacket, a thick heavy jacket was over me. And I remember someone told me that I'm not just depressed, that I'm oppressed and suppressed. That I'm depressed, oppressed and suppressed. Only one person. Only one person. The sad thing is that, I would walk into school, you know, people looked up to me and people thought, oh, because I'm all about God, that I'm always happy and all of that." I mean, yes, I love God. Yes, I try my best to be holy. Yes, I have a relationship with God. But that doesn't mean that I don't go through challenges as well. That doesn't mean that I don't have difficulties as well. I was the girl that I would go home I would wet my pillowcase with tears then I will come the next and put a smile on my face like I'm Gucci, you know like nothing was going wrong but I really, really wanted someone to look at me in the eye and tell me, Chamaka, I know you're not okay I know you are not okay I just wanted someone to notice that I am drowning that I am crying out support. you know, but no one noticed no one noticed and in a way I don't know if God allowed this to happen because now that I've been delivered and I've been healed, I look back at it as all the people that rejected me, all the people that promised they would do this and would provide help and would provide this for me and didn't even come through with that. I felt like God allowed it to happen because if those people were available for me at that time, I would probably depend on them more. Instead of depending on God, I would probably put all my trust and rely on them and forget that I have a God who I should depend on, not on those people. I have a God that I should trust, not those people, that even friends and God is the only one who will never fail me. God is the only friend that can never leave me. But eventually I felt like my healing started in, actually it started last year. I felt like God knew that this young woman carries so much inside of her. God knows that it's time for me to manifest. It's time for me to be delivered, And he knows that I cannot fulfill my assignment with all of this pain. And all of this hurt that I'm feeling. He knows that these people who are in my life, that are not meant to be in my life, that they can't follow me into the next level that I'm going to. So he has to remove them. But before I get into my healing, and I'm sure other people who are listening can also relate to this, but you know when you've been so broken for a very long time, that's all you recognize and that's all you know. Just that brokenness and that pain. That's all. That's the language that you're familiar with. So when someone comes into your life and they really want to care about you and they really want to love you genuinely, you can't accept it because that's not what you're used to. Right? So if someone comes into your life and they say all sorts of horrible things to you and they use you and abuse you, that's what you understand. And that's what you recognize. So you find yourself accepting that. And that was me. Because I was used to the pain, the brokenness, the abuse, the hurt. When people come into my life and they show me that hurt, I would recognize it. And I would find myself staying in this situation or in this pain for a very long time instead of walking away. But all of this depression and anxiety and hurt, it really made me see myself less than I really am, if that makes sense. It didn't make me see myself the way God saw me. My self was, everything went down to zero. My self-confidence all went down to zero. Talk more of the bullying. (laughs) Talk more of the bullying, you know? But my healing took place last year. That was when I just became tired. I told God, God, mm -mm, mm -mm, I'm done. I can't. I can't. God, this pain is too much. God, this hurt is too much. I cannot do this anymore. I cannot do this anymore. These people who have promised to help me, where is the hope? Where is the hope, God? Where is the help? And it was during that time that God started to reveal himself to me. God started to make me realize that he is all I need. He is all that I need and everything I need. He has it. All I have to do is just welcome him into my heart. All I have to do is just to be vulnerable and to be open before God. And tell God, God, this is how I'm feeling. And I need your healing. All I have to do is to receive God's healing. You see God's healing. If you've been in a place where the brokenness, it's all you know. You don't know what healing is. You don't know what it feels like to go a day without feeling this pain. Even accepting healing, it stops. Because yes, you are in so much pain, but at the same time, you don't know what healing feels like. So you're taking this healing. It's like you stepping out of your comfort zone and really trusting God. And it was very hard for me It was so hard for me because I was used to this pain. But I knew that in order for me to fully let go, in order for me to be healed, I have to receive God's healing. I have to be willing to open up my heart and to receive God's healing. I've heard about Jesus all my life. I've heard about what he can do. I've heard about this. I've heard about everything about Jesus, but I knew that I have to take that step, that he is knocking at the door of my heart, but I have to open up my heart to him. I have to trust God. God won't hurt me like the rest have hurt me. I have to trust that God won't leave me like the rest did. I have to trust that God won't do all sorts of things that these people did for me. Around that time in April, yes, it was around April, that was when I decided to to give this Jesus a try, <laughs> to see what he's really, really capable of doing, to see if really this broken heart can be healed, because I did not believe it would be healed. <laughs> I mean, after everything I've been through, come on. If someone told me I'll be okay, you're lying. You are lying. If someone told me, girl, by this time in 2020, you are going to be good, I'll be like, shut sure. up. What do you know? You know, that's honestly how I felt. But I gave this Jesus a try. And he began to transform my life. And he began to heal me. You know, it didn't happen right away because healing takes time. And there are still some things, obviously, that I'm still being healed from. You know, I'm still being delivered from. But it was that time that I really, really gave it all to him. And he came into my life that he began to heal me. He began to wash me. He began to remind me of his love. I began to understand God in a way that I've never understood him before. I began to understand how big his love is. There is a place in the book of Jeremiah that says that he has loved us with an everlasting love. An everlasting love, which means that no matter what we do, everlasting, forever, forever type of love, that's the way that this God has loved me. I began to see myself the way God sees me, that I am a royal priesthood, that he loves me, that he just loves every single thing about me, every single thing about me. I began to see myself as this young woman that carries God inside of her, that carries so much power and so much authority inside of her. This young girl that knows that her past can no longer hinder her. Her past can no longer stop her from fulfilling her purpose. And also one of the reasons why I received God into my heart and I really, really received God's healing was because I heard a lot of people tell me, "Chamaka, wow, you are going to be this great woman of God. You're going to be this wonderful, powerful woman of God, blah, 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 blah. I knew that destinies were in my hands. I knew that I am responsible for souls in my hands. So whatever it is that I'm feeling, there are people who have it worse. There are people who are waiting for me to manifest. There are people who are waiting to hear my voice for the chains to be broken off of them. And it's my duty and it's my responsibility to make sure that I fulfill my assignment on this earth. It's my duty to make sure that I fulfill everything that God has placed inside of me. God spent all throughout last year to transform me, and I can tell you the process was—it was not sweet at Ah, it was not sweet. It was bitter. It was hard. It was very, very hard. I mean, healing is hard, but God had to take off old garments. Those garments of pain that were filled with abuse, they were filled with hurt, they were filled with envy and jealousy and anger are the things that happened to me in my childhood. Are the things that happened to me while when I was bullied. Are all of those things? God had to remove it and fill me with His comment of love, of peace. The peace that surpasses human understanding. And God brought peace to my mind, and He brought peace to my heart, and He transformed me. And I'm very, very proud to say that I am not the woman that I was last year, two years ago, three years ago. Yes, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. Because, and this is all because of the healing power of God, because of how great God is, because of the way that he transformed me and because he loves me and he knows that I cannot let this girl continue to live with this pain. It's time. It's time. Amen. And yeah, yeah, that's it.
0: Awesome. That is a beautiful testimony. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate it.
1: <laughs> You're welcome.
0: Yeah. So you talked about being involved in church. So do you feel like growing up, church was like a part of your life, but like you didn't really have that personal relationship piece?
1: Definitely. Yeah, I grew up in a church. My dad was an assistant pastor back home. Mm -hmm. So everything around me revolved in church. In the children's department, I was a children's leader. So everything about me was just focused on church. But I really, really didn't have that relationship with God. But like it wasn't until, yeah, it was last year when God started to heal me. That's when I started to develop a relationship with him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think that disconnect was growing up, like all the years where you were like around it and you were surrounded and you could have maybe tapped in. But like, what do you feel like kept you from that?
1: To be honest, I feel like maybe because my parents were so dedicated to church and everything around about them was God, so they would tell me God is, God is, and I believed what their own idea of who God was, and that was what was sustaining me, their own revelation of who God is was what was sustaining me, right? So I feel like because of that, I wasn't able to fully, fully tap in. That makes sense, and I hope I answered the question.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Like, my parents have always been leaders in the church, and so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah, it's like you hear from them and you hear from being in church, but like until you experience it yourself, Mm -hmm. which which, I mean, it's kind of sucks, I guess, but (laughs) without, without the hard stuff that we go through, we're never gonna, you know, have that revelation of God that we yes. need to have for ourselves. So I, yes. I, I totally agree.
1: <laughs> Definitely. And, you know, now that I look back at all the things that I went through, I remember once time I told God, God, thank you for allowing me to go through this. Thank you. Because I went through the depression and I went through the anxiety and I, all of this happened. Because it really made me know who God is. It really drew me closer to God, right? And also, not just that, but I can look at other people and, When people come to me and they tell me, oh, I'm going through this, I'm going through that, I'm able to assist them because I went through it, you know? And I feel like that's why I'm always sending my prayer group members to have a relationship with God. It's like I'm always drilling it into their ears. Have a relationship with God. You know, you can't sustain based off of someone else's revelation. You need your own revelation of God. You need your own revelation.
0: Yeah, that's so real. That's for real. So You talked about receiving God's healing, but how much of a struggle it was for you because you were so used to like the pain and abuse and like trying to trust God was so hard for you. Mm -hmm. So do you have any like tips that you could give the listeners for like trying to just receive what God has Mm for them?
1: I feel like one of the tips really would be being vulnerable before God. I mean, the book of Psalms 139 clearly explains how god knows us god knows our inside and our outside god knows that we are hurt he knows but he needs your confession he needs your confession so one of the tips really would be being vulnerable be open before god be open and tell god god this is what i'm feeling this is how much it hurts this is what this person did to me if you can go into details explain everything details by details and it doesn't have to happen right away. It can take time, of course. It will take time. You know, it may even take a week and that's okay. Take your time and really tell God, God, this is what I'm feeling but this moment, I choose to let go and you may not fully let go at once. You can keep letting go over and over again because that's what I did. But just keep letting go and keep receiving God's love. It's one thing for you to tell God, okay, God, this is what I'm feeling. But it's also another thing for you to fully accept and receive his healing, right? So the moment you begin to become vulnerable to God, you begin to tell God everything and you begin to let go. As to let him go you're also receiving this healing. It may not happen right away, or the healing may not take place right away, but with time, with time, you become healed, with time that you spend within the word of God. Two months, three months, you look back and you won't even realize that you've been hurt. You won't even realize that this happened. You won't realize that you, oh, when did I get healed? That would be your question. When did I get healed? Oh, I don't feel this pain anymore. You know? So just focus on the word of God and be God. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's awesome. That's great advice. Yeah, there's this uh song, it's like a Christian rap song. It talks about mm-hmm. if you want to grow with God, it's not complicated, it's just costly. So it's like, that's right. real, it's real. You got to spend time, like,
1: you have to, there's, spend no, time. there's
0: no shortcut. Yeah,
1: yeah, you have to spend time. And one thing I always tell myself is that not to read the Bible or not to spend time with God because it's a routine or because it's something that I feel like doing because so, feelings feeling lie to you. No feelings will lie to you. Read the word of God, not because you want to, but because of who God is. So even when you don't feel like it, you must read the word of God. Even when you don't feel like it, you must serve. You must serve God and you must spend time with God. When well, you don't feel like it, because if you follow your feelings, ah, your feelings will mislead you. It will mislead you big time. Yep, <laughs> for sure. Yeah,
0: I like to have my time in the mornings and it's so easy right. to the snooze or you know, mm-hmm. what, or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, that's really You it got to be dedicated and kind of stick to it regardless of your feelings. Thank so yeah, that's regardless. great advice. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thank you.
0: So I guess this is my final question. Mm. If you could talk to your younger self and give yourself some advice, looking back, you know, through mm-hmm. everything, what would that advice be?
1: Hmm. This pain wouldn't last forever. Number one, it would be to trust God, to trust God. I mean, sometimes it can be very hard to trust God. Ah, it can be very, very hard to trust God. But I would tell myself to lean in closer to God. I remind myself that God is capable of healing. I remind myself that what you're going through now is for the woman that you're going to become. It's for the assignment because you see, it's for the oil. You know, an olive oil and olive. You have to crush it. And you have to press it to be able to breathe out the oil, right? That's how it is. Everything that I went through, I have to remind myself that this is just a crushing process for the oil to be breathed out, for the oil that I will use to draw souls back to God, for the oil that I would use to minister the word of God and to set captives free. So what you're going through, as much as it hurts, enjoy it. Enjoy it. (laughs) Yes, enjoy it. (laughs)
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Testimony Service Podcast. If you take a look at the episode description for today, you'll find a link where you can leave me a voice message. I would love to hear your feedback, what you like about the podcast, how it's encouraging you, how it's challenging you. Uh, Whatever it is, I want to hear it. And I'll be picking a few of them out to be featured on an upcoming episode. So don't be shy. I want to hear from you. And now, as always, here's a sneak peek of next week's episode.
1: And I try to go and approach girls and get them gifts, but I was always rejected, you know, as a young age. And I took that very personal. So this family member really made me feel special, you know, made me feel like, hey, this is someone giving me love. There must be something about me. And um, that kind of just cultured more of that same-sex attraction.